This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Nicholas Backstrom skates in game number 1,000 tonight. Connor Sherry signs a two-year contract extension. And Jacob Brana speaking to the media for the first time since the trade to Detroit. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, April 15th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Tonight, Nick Backstrom becomes the second player in Capitals history to play 1,000 games with a franchise. Joining Alex Ovechkin. He'll be honored in pregame ceremonies, Ben, tonight. Prior to the game, fans going to be able to see it via the virtual game day experience at washcaps.com slash virtual game day. It won't be the same as it would have been if fans had been in attendance tonight, but a special honor for him nonetheless for a Hall of Fame to be player that for most of his career has been in the shadow of Alex Ovechkin. Not tonight. He takes center stage. And you know who's going to enjoy this? Nicholas Baxter. I'm not sure how much he enjoys being the center of attention, but his teammates are going to love this. We always say, we always suggest Nicholas Backstrom around the league, fans, media, et cetera. Maybe to an extent he's underrated and maybe not fully appreciated, not in that dressing room. One of the most beloved teammates throughout his career, certainly a guy that his teammates on this roster are much appreciative of and to have an opportunity to celebrate him and and acknowledge him and all he's accomplished in a thousand games, his teammates will love it. And despite there not being fans in the building, at least for Nicholas Backstrom's sake, his immediate family will be there, which is a different scenario than had this played out earlier this year. And I know he's looking forward to that as well. So going to be a lot of, a lot of smiles inside the dressing room and, and uh, among the family as well, that will be there. Yeah, and they're all going to be wearing number 19 jerseys for the warm-up, which will be very cool as well. MSE Foundation doing a charity auction for that, too. So be on the lookout for those details. Nikki, the fourth overall pick in the 2006 draft. He leads the Capitals this season with 44 points. And Ben, in my mind, this is one of his best seasons he's ever had. He held things together when the Russian four were out with COVID. There was other injury trouble. He was the one constant at the beginning of this season. And without him, they would not be in the position they are right now. And that, of course, is first place. And the numbers have been there throughout the year, just very consistent to your point early season. When we did our mid-season review show, our half of the halfway through the year show, we acknowledged first half MVP. It was all, it was like unanimous among other media members as well in this market. Nicholas Backstrom carried the team in the first half of the season. He was he was so consistent, fixture atop that lineup. The numbers right now are are among the best that he's had in his career on a points per game average, fifth highest, and this is 14th campaign. And good to see that it is year one of that contract extension he signed and he's producing at this level. And a game that Nicholas Backstrom has, John, it is the type of game that you would think maybe would age well. And he has been fairly consistent throughout his career. One of the things I remember Barry Trotz saying about Nicholas Backstrom, his panic circle is is not very large. Other opposing teams, defenders, when he's quarterback in the power play, they could apply the pressure and he's just cool, calm and collected. And he's always had that personality about him right off the ice, on the ice. The yin to Ovechkin's yang, the, the personalities are so different and just a cool, calm, mature player has been throughout his career. And now as he is entering his mid thirties and about to turn the odometer to a thousand games, the game that he plays, it just it ages gracefully. 
And this season, this 14th year that he's in the league, just the latest example, the way he continues to produce at such a high rate. No doubt. And as far as the game concerned tonight, uh, the Capitals going to be taking on the Buffalo Sabres. We'll have a lot more on that coming up this afternoon with Caps Game Day and you at 4 o'clock. What you really got to like about it is it wasn't handed to him. He didn't come into camp and get put on a line with Nick Backstrom. You know, he came into camp and he had to fight for his opportunity. And when he got his opportunity, he had to continue to push and continue to fight and make a case. And he's just been, he's been impressive with the way he's gone about his business. I think everybody really admires and respects the way he went about his work this year and um, doesn't make any noise, just competes really hard out on the ice and put himself in a position where, you know, you want him, you want him out there a lot. That is head coach Peter Laviolette in other news. Connor Sherry yesterday in this space just 24 hours ago, Ben, we were singing the praises of number 73, moving down to the third line, named the game's number one star on Tuesday. Today, we're talking about a contract extension for Connor Sherry and a well-deserved one at that. The Capitals announcing yesterday afternoon Sherry back in the fold for two more seasons, $3 million in total, $1.5 million AAV. I would call that a very cap-friendly contract, and he has earned it with his play this season. And look at the week that it's been now for general manager Brian McClellan when you consider the acquisition of Anthony Mantha and the knowledge that he has three years remaining on his contract beyond this year. And now you get Connor Sherry signed for two more years. So a little bit of stability there as far as knowing what, what's in store and what will count against the salary cap. And you could continue to plan accordingly in that. And regarding Connor Sherry, and take, talk about taking advantage of the opportunity. Here's a guy who didn't even sign with the Capitals, was an unsigned free agent just days before Christmas, which for hockey context this year meant about a week plus before training camps were opening. And he signs for, uh, you know, very low this past season, 735000 and has made the most of the opportunity. And as Peter Laviolette acknowledged, it's not as if he was, you know, given the opportunity right off the bat playing big minutes and top six minutes. He was a healthy scratch the first few weeks of the season for a couple of games. So for him to have been in the lineup, become a fixture, and just, uh, you know, an, uh, let's call it for what it is, a little bit of an undersized player to have made the positive impact that he has, uh, given his knack for the net and the speed and the wheels and the competitiveness, not unlike TJ Oshie in a number of aspects. Been a fun watch and looking forward to seeing it for at least two more seasons here. On the subject of the Mantha trade, Anthony Mantha going to play his second game in the uniform tonight, coming off a goal and an assist. Yesterday on the off day, Jacob Vrana met with the media in Detroit for the first time since the trade. The Red Wings, by the way, at home this evening against Chicago at Little Caesars Arena. A couple of sound bites to share with you from the presser. Vrana was asked about the trade first. He sounded like a guy that didn't see it coming. You know, it was it was it was mixed emotions. I, I obviously I was drafted to that club. I, I had a relationship with that city, you know, with the with the guys there. So at the moment, like I said, I was shocked. But when Steve called me, you know, it's just um, somebody wants to give you a chance and and uh, and want you in their organization, want want you to to play for their team. It's just um, it gives me excitement, you know. It gives me excitement to come here and and uh, and do my best to help this help this group to to build something in here. Vrana also pressed on the comment that Caps general manager Brian McClellan made on deadline day that Vrana was a frustrated player here. You know, I have read that. Yeah, there, there, there's been something going on, but I think that there was different. I don't know. I don't know. Really, know what happened. 
during the trade if if that was the main reason or what was the reason i don't i don't you know that that's not what i'm worried about i want to i want to play hockey i want to do my best out there on the ice this is i've read that and if if brian thought you know it's it's just i don't know i don't really know what to say it's his thoughts it's his verdict and uh, let's just uh, move on and 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 move forward Ben, we've said it more than once here that the joy had gone out of Jake Vrana's game here, that he didn't seem to buy into what Peter Laviolette wanted out of him and some at least talk from Brian McClellan that he wasn't the first coach to run into that resistance coaching Jacob Vrana here. I thought Max's answer was honest the other day. I thought it was diplomatic. I hear the clips from Jake here, and I, I think he's still trying to find that joy. I don't think he has it just because he's sitting in Motown and this entire season, I feel like that was what we saw. I saw in watching the presser from Little Caesars Arena yesterday, a guy that just needs to find his happy again, and I hope that he does. Yeah, and the joy, and I think with that, the confidence. They go hand in hand, and we've said it often with Jacob Verana. Sometimes when the goals went dry, even here in Washington, the confidence level would, would naturally drop, and you, you wondered how long it would take him to regain it because once he was back – those goals tended to come in bunches and the joy was there, the smile, the confidence, and he could be a tremendous impact, a tremendous difference maker as we saw glimpses of over his time here in Washington. So look, at who knows? Maybe it takes even the rest of this season and a full off season. My hope for Jacob really is that he re-sign, you know, it'll be a restricted free agent, arbitration rights, et cetera. He gets signed for a number of years, gets back to Detroit next year. And with a team that is, in their view, trending, you know, rebuilding, et cetera, that he'll be part of that. He'll be part of a rebuild. He'll be trusted with big minutes, big responsibilities, maybe continues to round out that all-around game, some of those areas beyond just finding the back of the net, but he'll get his opportunity. He'll get his minutes. I mean, he just has to get through these next, uh, you know, this next month in Detroit. This can't be easy to, to transition like that midseason for a young player to go from a winning environment to something entirely different in Detroit. I, I could see that hitting a player like Jacob Verona hard, but Hopefully for his sake, once he gets going and, and gets those minutes and those opportunities and gets a couple of goals in the back of the net in a Red Wing sweater, I'm sure he'll take off. And, you know, here's hoping from afar that that ultimately is the case. Very good kid and hoping for the best for him. Yeah, when you're a Stanley Cup champion and you're going to a team that is so far out of the playoff race, it hasn't been discussed in months. That's certainly has to be a big downshift. Looking again toward the game tonight, talking Anthony Mantha, trade deadline, the East Division as a whole. I caught up yesterday morning with Tom Galitti from NHL.com, talking Backstrom, the Mantha trade, and more. Tom Galitti joining us here on Caps this morning. Big day for Nick Backstrom. 1,000 games, and thinking back to 2008 when Bruce Boudreaux first elevated him from the fourth line to the top line, I think he's found a pretty good home in the top six over the years. It's almost fitting to me in a way, Tom, that there aren't fans tonight because he's been in Ovechkin's shadow for so long. It's almost going to go unnoticed, at least in person, but what a night for Nicky and what an honor for him tonight. It's a special special milestone. I think players appreciate it maybe more than people on the outside do because they know how much it takes to get to play a thousand games in this league. It takes work. It takes a lot. I mean, I, I talked to Nick you know, a couple of weeks ago talking about just his dream was to play in the Swedish league and he made it here and he's playing a thousand games. He's won the Stanley Cup. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, so I think it's, an, it's too bad. I think it's too bad there can't be a lot of fans there and uh, hopefully, you know, there'll be some kind of day in the future when he will be, will be honored. But, uh, you know, yes, maybe a little bit like a little nervous 
radar day is kind of fitting for him, yeah. This one goes tonight. Uh, the Caps and the Sabres. Nikki got a new line mate with Anthony Mantha coming over. Obviously a big debut on Tuesday and getting a goal and an assist and giving us a little taste of what his game's all about. Yeah, it looked like that fit pretty well for him and you could tell he was kind of he was excited about playing that game i think he had four or five shots on goal and had a goal and assist and uh you can see some of the things he can do you saw that shot that he has on, on the goal he scored and being a really nice move to the net on another chance where he didn't score so if that's going to be what he's going to bring for them it's going to turn out to be a pretty good trade i think we talked a little bit here over the course of the last couple of days the trade that wasn't made and going with the young goalies and the way that they've played uh, brian mcclellan saying it at the trade deadline and i absolutely believe that too if you're going to bring anybody else in here you were really only going to jam up the room a little bit given the way these guys are played. Somebody would have ended up on the taxi squad instead. You've got Vitek Vanacek, the winningest rookie goalie in the league, and Ilya Samsonov, who's been right there as well, playing a little bit less than Vitek has. Yeah, they both played pretty well, and I think they made the right decision in terms of if you looked at the market that was out there, it didn't look like there was any really goalies that, that could help them that were available. There were a couple of traders, like goalies that were traded that were more of like depth guys, and I think they believed that those two guys earned the right to, to go into the playoffs, and we'll see how the rotation goes down the stretch if he ends up picking one to start the playoffs but I think they've earned the right to be in this position to play and and get and decide who who gets to be the number one going in the playoffs you cover a lot more than just the capitals for nhl.com this division is beastly and everybody in the top four loading up how do you see the rest of this regular season playing out in the east division it's going to be a tough one you know the capitals are battling for first uh, with you know with the islanders and with pittsburgh and and boston still needs some work to do just to get in but they look like they're going to be the four teams and if you want to decide who you want to play in the first round you're it's, it's picking your poison and i don't know if any of them is, is good and you know the rangers are lurking on the outside and we've seen what they, they've been playing really well lately and we've seen what they've done to the to the capitals this year so it will not be an easy matchup for any of those teams I don't think in the first round one team you didn't bring up there and rightly so the Philadelphia Flyers they look like that they are running out of time running out of gas and easily the most surprising and not in a good way team I think in this division this season yeah they look like they were you know last year they played really well and you know they were game seven away from getting the conference final against the Islanders and they started pretty well this year and it seems like since they came back from the that COVID uh, when they had the break unfortunately for like a week and a half they haven't been the same and they've been giving up a lot of goals haven't gotten they haven't played well in front of their goalies and their goalies haven't played well behind them and, and it's just a been like I think it's, it's like the other day we just kind of summed it up it looked like they were really disheartened just to where where their season is headed and it didn't, and it didn't go well for them. Thanks to Tom Galitti for joining us here as uh, we take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. No games last night, but tonight everybody is back in the pool, including Ben. The Battle of Pennsylvania tonight in Pittsburgh. The Flyers limp into Steel City to face the Penguins. Flyers now in sixth place in the East. The Rangers leapfrog them, so you got to get through two teams now to get back to the four if you're Philadelphia. They'll return home to face Washington on Saturday and the Islanders on Sunday. So I feel like the realistic chances for Philadelphia could be done by the weekend if they don't turn this around pretty quick. Yeah, having lost six of their last eight, now entering this game in Pittsburgh tonight. And conversely, the Pittsburgh Penguins, after a couple of days off here, Jeff Carter, I imagine, set to make his Penguins debut. I figure they'll be a ramped up energized bunch in Pittsburgh so certainly uh, another tough challenge for Philadelphia as those slim slim playoff chances continue to, to presumably slip away here yeah they might be microscopic by the time that we get to Sunday the Islanders in Boston tonight take on the Bruins at TD Garden that's a seven o'clock start there and New Jersey on Tuesday night hosted the Rangers in Newark tonight they're the team going through the Lincoln Tunnel Devils Rangers tonight and MSG 
at 7 o'clock. Your standings on this Thursday morning with the Caps at home against Buffalo tonight. The Caps in first place with 60 points. The Islanders in second with 58. The Penguins are in third with 56. But keep in mind that the Islanders and Penguins both with a game in hand on the Caps entering play this evening. Boston six points down at 50. They hold down the four spot. Rangers in fifth place at 46. Cap Sabres tonight at 7. Coverage starts at 4 o'clock with Caps game day. And Ben, I understand you've got a special guest this afternoon. Yeah, looking forward to continuing the discussion on Nicholas Backstrom 1,000 games. We'll have the ultimate Backstrom montage. And also, going back to his rookie season, his very first roommate, fan favorite in these parts, Matt Bradley. Yeah, I actually can remember pretty clearly I was sitting on the bench in our first preseason game that I played uh, that he was playing too. And he was obviously a young guy coming in and um, you, you could expect it, it would be possible that he wouldn't be ready. You'd have to go back or maybe go to the minors or whatever. But I remember that first, uh, that first preseason game, just watching him a couple of shifts, Brian Sotheby and I turned to each other and just said, well, that kid's going nowhere because uh, he was, you could tell just how smart he was. And he was even dominant uh, at a young age like that. And, Sutz and I knew right away that uh, there was no way he was going to play anywhere other than Washington that year. And there it is, a snippet of our conversation, the entire interview coming up today at Caps Game Day, beginning at 4 o'clock, Caps Radio 24-7, CapsRadio247.com. That's what we call a tease in the business. So tune in today at 4 to hear the rest of that with Matt Bradley. Zach Fish in for me tonight. I'll be on NBCSN tonight for Florida and Tampa Bay with Pierre Maguire. So check us out at intermission if you feel so inclined. And again, congratulations to Nick Backstrom on 1,000 games. Network air tonight is at 645. Note the game on 99.1 tonight, Nationals Baseball on 106.7 The Fan. Ben, have yourself a great Thursday. Happy Thursday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.